Hey friends, and welcome to the Retro Game Guys podcast. I'm your host and resident picky gamer, Dustin, and I'm joined today by my good friends, the retro gaming guru, Zach. I'm ready to bonk. <laughs> that didn't sound oh, right, did it? We're, we're starting <laughs> yeah. with that already. Great. Uh, and the infrequent gamer, Alex. I haven't bonked in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just right. played bonk. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> we're moving on. <laughs> Great to talk with you guys. Hope uh, you all and everyone listening is staying safe and healthy. Uh, in this episode, we'll I be covering... <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Me too. We'll be covering the prehistoric platformer Bonk's Adventure for the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, other than the original card, your best bets to play Bonks nowadays uh, would be on the Wii or Wii U Virtual Consoles or on the TurboGrafx-16 Mini Console where you can find it on the PC Engine menu. We'll definitely be talking more about that aspect of this a little bit later. Yes. So what else are we going to talk about today? Well, Zach will take us through the history of the game. Then we'll hear about memories of the game from our community and from this group and compare them with our experiences revisiting Bonks Adventure all these years later. We'll then have our hashtag beat retro game guys competition to see if any of our listeners can beat our scores. And we'll wrap with our monthly gift card giveaway where one listener will win a $25 gift card for their favorite console, just like last month's winner, Platform Agnostic. Uh, speaking of last month's winner, he asked us uh, if instead of getting that gift card for his favorite console, we would donate that amount to a local boys and girls club, one of his favorite charities. So we've donated to the Silicon Valley Boys and Girls Club and added a personal donation from the Retro Game Guys. Thanks for being a great guy, Platform Agnostic, and we're happy to help. Yeah. Nice. All right, Zach. So what other uh, podcast updates do you have today? So we've been getting uh, more emails lately from people who are really digging the show. And uh, surprisingly, it's not just Dustin's mom who's been sending us messages. So that's cool, <laughs> right? She's making yeah, up great. fake email addresses now. Oh, yeah, she's <laughs> burner accounts. Right. Well, I wanted to read one that I think captures the spirit of the emails we've been getting. So this one comes from Matt R. He says, Hey, Retro Game Guys. So I discovered your podcast when I was living in Tampa, Florida. Retro gaming is a hobby of mine, and this podcast was definitely one of the best ones I could find. I've started at the beginning, and now I'm midway through season two. Um, by the way, that's like that's a lot of episodes, <laughs> like 35 <laughs> or 40 episodes. So it's been a lot of hours. There you uh, go. He goes on to say, but then in January, our family moved to Santa Cruz, California, Aptos to be exact, as I started a new, uh, new job there. As I'm listening through the podcast, I realized, hey, these guys live near here. We sure do. We sure yeah. do, yeah. And as you guys know, <laughs> it's hard to find people with the same love for 80s and 90s games. I love to drive to Campbell and buy you guys a round or even two and find connections nice. to the retro gaming community in the Bay Area. So great job on the podcast, guys. With four kids and a hard job, it helps kick the stress for me. All right. Wow. Yeah, well, thank you, Matt. Well, I know Dustin will definitely let you uh, buy him a beer or even two. <laughs> That's 100%. Yeah. In fact, I don't think uh, Dustin has ever paid for a round. Hey. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that hits a little close to home, sir. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone wants to buy me a beer, that's how you get my time. There, there you, you go. go. Right. <laughs> the cheap date. There you yeah, go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, you know, Matt, would love to meet up with you and the Bay Area Retro Gaming community as soon as you possibly can. And with any luck, it won't be too much longer until we're able to get back out hitting game shops and seeing our buddies like at the Retro Fix and Campbell and AFKXP Tech and Game Center. Uh, because, you know, newsflash, all three of us are now fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. That's right. So excited to, to share that. Um, and I think we 
actually all got different shots, right? <laughs> yeah, randomly. Oh, yeah. You you got the Johnson and Johnson, yeah. and you're okay, right? Everything's I'm that, okay, but I don't. Okay. Um, and uh, and Alex was part of the Moderno trial, even still, right? Part. And yeah. still part, right? And then thank uh, you, Alex. I, and thank, thank you for doing that. And uh, yeah, I got Pfizer, so somehow we all got the three different. <laughs> Collect ones. them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, and and so not only do we want to get back out to Retrofix, see Rudy and those guys over there, um, but I think we we're starting to cook some plans on what we might be able to do with this podcast. What games do we have in our in our uh, future that are games we want to do where we can play them together with each other yeah uh, the three of us being fully vaccinated now we're, we're starting to cook those plans we'll let you guys know as we uh, form those plans a little bit more uh, i'm really looking forward to being able to do that again man yeah some but of the games we've held long. on for a while yep because yep. we haven't been able to get together in person yeah there's yeah. some yeah. there's some games that i think should only be played in person right. together right. right you know so yes. yeah i can Can't think wait. of quite a few one of my all-time favorites being, oh, yeah. being on that list as well yes so. yes well uh, like i've said earlier uh, we've gotten f a few emails like this where people are working their way through the archives and i wanted to mention this because it is so funny because in some of these emails people are commenting on things that happened like a year or more ago <laughs> like <laughs> i'm like oh yeah i'll totally say hi to jp for you in our next episode i'll, I'll tell him how much you love collector's corner yeah oh, like, hey, i like, like collector's corner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like he That's doesn't right. know JP's not on the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, wait till the end of seat. Yeah, <laughs> right. Can't wait for uh, can't wait for you to take Dom Van Dam uh, head on in Street Fighter. And so, oh. yeah, it's like, how long are you now? But yeah. it's it's great. We love it. We love it. Seriously, absolutely. Thanks to everybody who sent us messages. We read every single one, and it really makes the hard work to produce this podcast worth it. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you want to hit us up, just DM us anytime or email us at retrogameguys uh, at gmail .com. Do we have a fax number? Oh, dang it. I forgot it. Oh, well. I'll get that in the to put next in episode. The <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> Last note for me before we get into Bonk's Adventure, be sure to follow at Retro Game Guys on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. You'll find us there talking about retro gaming with people around the world. No TikTok uh, yet, huh? No TikTok. The there. <laughs> I do have a Snapchat account. Should we get on there quickly? <laughs> we should. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, now, now back over to you, Zach. Uh, give us a quick history and interesting facts about Bonk's Adventure. All right, let's dive in. Head first, of course. Uh, Bonk's Adventure is bonk. a two <laughs> bonk. Uh, <laughs> that joke bonked. Uh, bonk's Adventure is a 2D scrolling platformer released in 1989 for the PC Engine in Japan and in 1990 for the NEC Turbo Graphics 16 here in the U.S. Uh, the game was developed by Red Company and Atlas and published in the U.S. by NEC Home Electronics. Mm. Now, in uh, 1990s, you guys probably remember, that was a really important year in console gaming. So the TurboGrafx-16 and the Sega Genesis had just hit American markets. In fact, I think they, think they came out in August of 1989. Yeah. Uh, and they were ushering in the next generation of 16-bit gaming. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, well, technically the TurboGrafx isn't a true 16-bit system. It uses an 8-bit CPU, but that's a, that's a conversation we'll hold for all another right, time. All right, we'll hold that one off. Uh, we got reminded of that by some of our listeners too, by the way, that was funny. <laughs> um, well, unfortunately, as we know now, the TurboGrafx-16 didn't end up succeeding in the US, and as it was Sega and Nintendo that dominated during the 16-bit wars that we talked a lot about yep. in earlier episodes. Uh, but the NEC system did have some amazing games, including the one we're talking about today. Uh, now, Bonk's Adventure is a cartoony action game starring Bonk, a cute little caveman with a big bald head. That's right. Uh, he kind of looks like a cross between a baby and like an old man. <laughs> yeah. Like, is he cute or is he scary? I can't <laughs> quite tell. 
Um, <laughs> in fact, I posted a Twitter poll where I asked if Bonk looked more like an overgrown baby, uh, <laughs> Keith Courage's grandpa, or a Flintstones cosplayer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and winning with 74% of the vote was an overgrown baby. So there, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Now, uh, Bonk's enormous head isn't just for looks. Um, it's also his primary weapon. Yeah. Um, as the game's name implies, Bonk runs around bonking everything <laughs> in sight with his right. enormous noggin. Uh, he can hit enemies with a standing headbutt, bonk enemies from below, and even dive bomb enemies, uh, similar to like Mario's ground pound, which I think is a really cool move. Mm. Uh, Bonk can also spin while jumping, which doubles as an attack and a way to float in midair. You got to right. turn those uh, turbo switches on on that uh, turbo graphics, man. You can get some some serious distance. Um, that float move comes in handy as you can bypass like certain difficult areas on the ground. Yeah, 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 yeah. That float. Well, I think there's actually even a couple spots that you can't, you really can't get through unless you float. So yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and there's bonus segments that you, you know, bonus levels that you need to float oh, to get points and all levels. that. Yeah, can't wait to talk about. We'll those talk things. about that. Sure. <laughs> well, before we get into too much of the gameplay, let's talk about the story of Bonk. So reading a bit from the game's manual, it says, Evil King Drool is up to it again. This time he's kidnapped the beautiful dragon princess Za and hidden her away. The year is 10,000 BC, and as Bonk the Caveman, it's your job to get her back. Unfortunately, there are not a lot of weapons around, so you'll have to use your head, literally. Mm-hmm. Save Princess Za by headbutting your way through a primitive world, face deserts, volcanoes, and tropical forests filled with dinosaurs, alligators, and other monsters, Score points and power-ups by eating fruits, vegetables, and meat. Uh, mm-hmm. Obtain extra lives by reaching high scores or capturing little bonks. And the game is over when you lose all your vitality. Little bonks. Little bonks. Would, that, would those be called a quickie? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. And Thank that's you. correct. Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the game is over when you lose all your vitality. You can bonk no more. And, <laughs> or you save Princess Saw. And destroy the ultimate boss, King Drool himself. That's right. I got a feeling the Bonk joke's going to have some legs on this uh, episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Bonk not only has a unique take on the platform genre, it also looks pretty dang good. So Bonk's world is bright and colorful, and the game features large enemy sprites. So the bosses in particular, I'm sure you guys noticed, they're huge, yeah. huge bosses. Uh, like the first boss, he takes up most of the screen, um, kind of similar to what we saw in uh, Strider. You guys remember that those bosses on the Genesis? That that game was amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but this is 1990, so I mean, compare this to like, like uh, well, uh, Star Tropics we played last episode. That was 1990, also. The yeah. boss was the final boss was pretty tiny, whereas this well, game's bosses take up the whole dang screen. Yeah, and you're talking about bright and colorful. Like it, it's that same kind of thing. Like where we, you know, we're so much in the Nintendo land, and we we had this same conversation uh, during our Alex Kidd and Miracle World episode. And this mm-hmm. felt like that too. That Alex Kidd has that, that bright, everything super, you know, saturated color versus some of these kind of more drab NES games that we've played. Kind of washed out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in addition to the great gameplay and graphics, Bonk featured lighthearted, catchy music. Mm. The composer was Sukasa Masco who created music for NES games like Mighty Bomb Jack and Rockin' Cats. But he's probably best known, in Japan anyway, for his work on the Megami Tensei series, which uh, is one of the most popular RPGs in Japan. Supposedly right up there with Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Persona series. Has a bunch of games. Another RPG has a bunch of games released in the U.S. Oh, yeah, like Persona 5. Persona 5, yeah, 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 that's a spinoff. Of that game. Okay. So, yeah, interesting. There you go. Uh, well, with that, let's pause for a moment and listen to a track from Bonk's Adventure. Mm-hmm. 
that was uh, Bonk's Adventure. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> you didn't like that music? Bro, want to bonk my head into a brick wall. <laughs> I thought it was great. I thought I thought it's it was fine. very it's relaxing. Listen, at first, Longs it's in Star nice. Tropics, if anything, right? I mean, it Listen, sounds like the same By movie. hour five, I'm done. <laughs> This yeah. wasn't as repetitive as some of the other games we played, but yeah, it was. It's pretty repetitive. You mean Wizards yeah. and Warriors? That's oh, I wasn't gonna say. I don't want to start Alex on that level. After that. It, I, dude, I was having flashbacks when I was playing this game. Oh no! It's right. The, the music was was really was really close for me for Wizards and Warriors flashback for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wow, I liked yeah. it. By the way, it took you five hours to beat this game. That's, you know, <laughs> no. that's saying something. <laughs> Hold on, I beat this game. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. No spoilers. All right. All right. Well, moving on here. Bunks Adventure would uh, generally be well-received by the gaming press. In the April 1990 issue of EGM, the game received two eights and two sevens. That's better than Star Tropics, Scott. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Star Tropics. That's pretty good for back then. We have to remember the gaming scores nowadays are skewed. Like mm-hmm. everybody gets nines for everything. But no, I mean, a couple eights and sevens for the you know this time frame that's 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 a great score yeah it's good very good so reviewers uh, praise the game's colorful graphics excellent gameplay variety and challenge suitable for all players but the primary critique was that uh, the game was short and uh, and that's true as most players will finish bonk in about two hours unless you're alex apparently <laughs> and <laughs> speedrunners yeah. like the current champ princess underscore za very appropriate uh, it can be, uh, he or she can beat the game in just over 27 minutes. Yikes. Yes, right. that's fast. That's a, that's, a, that's a fast bonk right there. Uh, now, <laughs> 27 minutes. Can you get in day. a bonk in that amount of time? <laughs> yeah, you can, you can do it. You get in like nine. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Only well, 27 minutes. Huh? That'll fit in a lunch hour easy. Wow. Yeah. All right. Now, <laughs> Dustin, listen, Dustin, you're getting a big head about this. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> well, Bonk's Adventure would also win other accolades in 1990, including Turbo Graphics Game of the Year. Might have been the only Turbo Graphics <laughs> game like, that right? year. Okay, <laughs> ten games in the library. Yeah, yeah. kidding. And uh, that was uh, by Game Players Magazine and uh, Best Action Video Game by Video Games and Computer Entertainment. So, Bonk's Adventure. Will go on to become the must-have game for the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, and in 1991, NEC started giving Bonk away for free with every purchase of a TurboGrafx-16. So wow. you buy a system, you, you get can. a free Bonk. Free off, <laughs> hey. pretty good deal. Hey. Uh, at the time, TurboGrafx-16 pack the, the packing game for the TurboGrafx-16 should say uh, that was Keith Courage in Alpha Zones. Uh, which wasn't a bad game, but like no one knows who the hell. Exactly. Right. Flows right. Keith Courage and Alpha Zones. Uh, I guess that was based on a Japanese cartoon. No one knew who the hell Keith Courage was. He didn't have the star power, did not have the mascot qualities like Bonk did. So interesting. This is almost the same story for Sega, right? Like they had a mascot. They had a game that there was their packing game, Alex Kidd. And then nobody kind of gravitated that. And then Sonic came along and kind of wiped yeah. the floor with that. Interesting. Well, but even before that, though, like when the Genesis, so you figure that TurboGrafx went up against the Genesis, right? At least the right. Genesis had, okay, we'd say what you want about Altered Beast. That was a arcade game that looked like the arcade. Oh, yeah. You're playing an arcade game at home. That's much better in some ways than Keith Courage and Alpha Zones, <laughs> whatever right. that game is, right? Right. So, yeah, Bonk was a good pick. Uh, due to Bonk's popularity, the game would spawn several ports and sequels. The first direct sequel was 1991's Bonk's Revenge, which Da-da-da. introduced some uh, new power-ups and is widely seen as a worthy, if not a better game, than the original Bonk. 
Uh, actually tried it on the TurboGrafx Mini. I don't know if you guys, that one's on the uh, TurboGrafx side of the okay. menu. Um, but my modern TV has like so much display lag. It was driving me crazy. Like to go from a CRT to this horrible, like old LED that I have like 10 years old, mm. just it, I couldn't do it. So I actually want to get the original copy of it. It's like 50 bucks. So is it only 50? <laughs> These turbo graphics. <laughs> well, that's right. You better hurry up and get it while it's cheap. Right. 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 Yeah. No kidding. Uh, well, in 1982, Bond got a spinoff series called Air Zonk, uh, which is a shoot 'em up shmup. Shmup. Uh, starring Bonk, which who's uh, now a cyborg for some reason. I don't know what well, that's all not? about. Why not? Why, why not? That's on the uh, Mini 2. So if you uh, don't have that. enough reasons to get it. Uh, wow, they the went one. all in. They went all in. All in on Bonk. Except, uh, yeah. They went all in. I, was in, I thought you spent all in on good games. I was going to say Legendary Axe is not on the TurboGrafx Mini. And that's a crime. That should but be Splatterhouse is. But Splatterhouse is. So amazing. we're good there. And check out our Splatterhouse episode while you're at it. There you go. Uh, and in 1983, we got Bonk 3, Bonk's Big Adventure. Which was... Was that starring Paul Rubens? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that was the last uh, Bonk sequel on the TurboGrafx-16. Uh, it also came out for the TurboGrafx CD, which I f- pretty much forgot about until recently. I was oh, like, oh my yeah. gosh, right. They had a CD system and all that stuff. So, as did everyone. As, <laughs> except <laughs> Nintendo. They were like, no, nah, we're except not. Except Nintendo. Well, they, they almost did. Right. The, <laughs> they had their shot. <laughs> That's a whole story. Yes. Uh, well, because Bonk 3 came out so late in the TurboGrafx's lifespan, it was produced in low quantities and is now very rare and expensive, to your point, Dustin. Yeah. Uh, according to PriceCharting.com, copies will run you about 300 bucks or more. Yeah. Dang. It's not just the rare ones, man. It's just look at the Turbo graphics on any, uh, uh, you know, on eBay, yeah. any games going up there. Man, they are not cheap. It's a yeah. fine wine, this yeah. system, this platform. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I mean, there's like... A handful of twelve dollars games are usually like the the baseball and you know, football right. ones, you right. know, like in any system. Yeah, but that's that's about it. There's actually a couple of good sports games for the Turbo Graphics, um, but yeah. And then I'm like a collector that likes the case and all that stuff, and that's yeah, that gets to a whole other level. <laughs> but by the way, that's not the only rare and expensive bonk game out there. So we're going to talk about that in a few okay. minutes. Uh, so after Bonk 3, the Bonk series jumped to the Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Let me let me guess what the title of the game on <laughs> Super Nintendo would be. Is it is it Super Bonk? Yeah, you got it. Oh, Super Bonk. Wow. Nintendo yeah, like, with the <laughs> Yeah, like every other Super Nintendo game is like Super something, right? Super Yeah, Super yeah. Mario Kart, Super Mario, Super this, Super, super Metroid. We talked about Star Wars about Super, Metroid, super yeah. Metroid episode, yeah. I, I remember I counted how many supers there was like 50 games or something like that on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. It's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, so we got Super Bonk as well as versions on the NES and Game Boy which we'll touch on later. Uh, but after those mid-90s releases, the Bonk series quietly fizzled out with only a few compilation releases and a random 2008 iOS game that I found, which is crazy. Oh. It's a called Bonk's Return. Nice. Do, is there any uh, Twitter account out there posting how many days it's been since the, the last Bonk <laughs> yeah. game? No, it needs to be. I think yeah, you found we had that for uh, Twitter account. We had that for, uh, was it Star Tropics, right? Yeah. 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 I still follow that guy. I still see him. I see that tally every single day. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> Poor it still SOB. means something. <laughs> He's out there. He's out there. Wait. He's out there. Yeah. Well, luckily, you can still experience the classic Bonk today. Uh, as Dustin shared earlier, Bonk's Adventure is available on the Wii U, the Wii, uh, the TurboGrafx-16 Mini. Uh, and if you own a Wii U, you might want to get the game soon. It's only $5.99. And, and like we say, who knows how long the game's going to be available. Nintendo eShop, 
may close, right? Who knows? So yeah. get it and while if, you can. If, if what Sony's been doing lately is any indication, like run out and get it right as soon as you're listening to this podcast. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Just man. sit there and watch your Wii U boot up for 10 minutes and, uh, <laughs> you know, download it. Right. I'm so used to the snappy uh, switch. I forgot. I played the Wii U the other day and I was like, my God, like what is going on with this menu? You know what? Let me, let me step in here and say, uh, this is just another nod to collectors and to actually physical copies of games because uh, if these uh, uh, stores end up staying closed and yep. you know these games end up disappearing, there'll be games that are just forgotten about. Yeah, absolutely. So I have one game. It's uh, Doc Lewis's Punch-Out. I don't know if we've talked about it before, but it's like this little, like you know, extra mode for the Wii punch out game where you fight Doc Lewis, your trainer. And it was a club Nintendo exclusive download. Well, club Nintendo is no more. It was downloaded on the Wii. I can't get it off the Wii. I'm sure there's a way to do it. Um, But it plays only on the Wii. So you, where else are you going to get that game? Not physical, not download. It's a club thing. I think there needs to be like a consortium of, of, uh, of collectors who get together to, to archive these games because um, games are going to get lost forever. Yeah, yeah. and people people are uh, working on that. And there's a whole all conversations about you know some some of these things you need to, emulation is a gray area, but some of these we need to make sure that they're available. And save ROMs, save the yeah. ROMs out there and, and all that because they're yeah. they're going away. So well, we've talked about the Video Game History Foundation in the past. I mean, that's a, a really good yep. resource, and there's you know, right. many people out there that are dumping stuff and you know trying to get. Yeah, games preserved. So I think I think it's a good thing, and you know, um, maybe someday you guys will be able to play that Doc Lewis game because it's actually really cool. Just yeah, get you your go. butt kicked by your trainer. It's amazing. <laughs> so uh, going back to Bonk here, unfortunately, it's yet another video game franchise that we haven't seen in a long time, and it's become a relic of '90s gaming. Yeah. With any luck, maybe we'll see uh, Bonk heading back to consoles oh, in the future. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> boo. So if that does happen, uh, what do you guys think uh, Bonk Four would be called? Bonk for Moorhead. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm not yeah. surprised you'd say something like that. Bonk for the bonkening. Nice. <laughs> How about uh, bonk forehead? Like bonk they, forehead. Wait, that, wait. That should hey, be a, a bumper sticker. <laughs> a bonk forehead? Yeah. yeah. We don't need context on that. We just, <laughs> yeah. Bonk forehead. Done. Bonk. Sign me up. I was thinking bonk forehead, but... Yeah, no. Yeah, so much fun with that you one. Need the number four in the middle of that. <laughs> That's right. It says Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wraps up the history segment, and now to help us learn more about the game, here are five ridiculously interesting facts. Ridiculously interesting facts about Bonk's adventure and about Bonk in general. Through in a couple bonk. of those about Bonking in general. <laughs> number one, uh, the character Bonk is known by many different names around the world, uh, kind of like you, Alex, right? <laughs> yeah, they call me uh, uh, Poppy in Germany. <laughs> Poppy in Germany. In Germany. Big Poppy. <laughs> <laughs> Do they call you Senor in Japan? Like El gonna... Senor in Japan. <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I'm... <laughs> oh man, I get to see Alex like you're wearing some like local garb, like you know just. Alex no, I think of that was that 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 uh, meme that goes around with Steve Buscemi, 
uh, Rashemi in the in the outfit. Oh. Like, how how is it going, fellow kids? Yeah, fellow that's kids. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's how I envision Alex. That's how it is nowadays. <laughs> yeah, old man. Exactly. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, for example, uh, in Japan, Bonk's Adventure is titled uh, titled PC Genjin, which is yes, a play right. on the PC yeah. Engine name. The PC part stands for the character's scientific name. Let's see if I can get this right, which is uh, Pithecanthropus uh, Computerus, Computer Urus, I think. Uh, and Genjin is Japanese, uh, in Japanese, loosely means prehistoric man. So go. when you put it together, PC Genjin means something like computerized caveman. Hmm. Um, and in Europe, a bonk is known as BC Kid. Uh, and this name change is rumored to have happened because of the word bonk is a common slang term for doing the nasty. I oh, I, I wouldn't have any idea. <laughs> oh, no, what? Idea. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah. My God. Uh, there's even more titles for Bonk. <laughs> like on the Game Boy, it's called the GB Genjin because, yeah, it's like, yeah, PC Genjin. Oh, wait, it's not the PC Engine anymore. Uh, if you want to learn more, check out Bonk's Nomenclature. It's a video on YouTube from GTV Japan. It's very well done. I got stuck okay. watching like 20 unlike their, unlike their yeah. names for this character. They could have, you know, bonked a little less and spend a little more on the marketing guy. <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Hey, I like the idea that they made. They came up with a really interesting kind of playful word. PC Genjin, what was his yeah. name again? Mm -hmm. Pithecanthropus. <laughs> yeah, computer. Come on. You're playing the game PC Genjin. Well, hold on, on to, hold on PC to that Engine, factoid. Right? Hold All on right. to that factoid. We'll All talk right. about that in a second here. Because number two, before he had his own video game, Bonk was a cartoon character. So according to an article in Retro Gamer what? Magazine, Bonk was originally featured in a Japanese PC Engine monthly magazine. So the character was designed by Kabuta Aoki of Red Company, and it became popular with readers. Right. And so much so that Hudson Soft and Red Company decided to give PC uh, Genjin his own game. So he was okay. called PC Genjin kind of as just this cartoon mascot in this magazine. And it, yeah, it, got, it blew up. And so he got his own game. There you go. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> PC right. Genjin, I don't think our American audience is going to like that name. What should yeah. we call him? Bonk. Bonk. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, they they kind of dumbed that down it's, for us. I will tell you, so that is a good name. I will say that's a good name for him. Sure. He does sure. I think it's, yeah, it's a much head. better name than PC Genjin. Yeah. Eh. I like PC Genjin. I yeah, think Genjin means something. It's, yeah. it's clever. It's clever. Bonks is a little bit too on the nose. Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> well, just one more little factoid here, number two. So for some reason, the deadline to finish the PC Genjin game was just three months. Ooh, boy, and that's, that's one of my questions I had for later on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Well, I think they did a heck of a good job in three months. They brought in a, guess, yeah. an additional developer yeah. and just got it done. But wow. yeah, three months, man. There that's you go. crazy. Uh, number three, wow. there is a fun debug feature in Bonk's Adventure, but it's only accessible by using an emulator, unfortunately. Mm. Now, this one's not as cool as the debug modes we talked about in our Aladdin and Star Tropics episodes, like where you can go to any level or walk through walls or any of that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but still pretty cool. So according to the cuttingroomfloor.net, uh, you could access the game's debug mode using a TurboGrafx-16 emulator, like there's one called Magic Engine. Uh, and the menu will allow you to change Bonk's speed, kind of speed him up a bit. And you can also um, uh, change his jump height too. So, wow, um, two things uh, again, answering <laughs> another one of my questions for later on the podcast. Yeah. Wow. He, he could do it with a little speed and, and some extra jump height, I think, you think? this game. Yeah. Uh, number four, the port of Bonk's Adventure for the NES is crazy rare, stupid expensive, mm. and I want it. Okay. Uh, oh. it, it, yeah, I want it. 
The NES port came out in 1994, which was uh, very late in the NES's lifespan, like we talked about in earlier with the Bonk 3 game. The game was produced in limited quantities. This has you know, made it a target of collectors, and copies are now commanding upwards of $600. So, yeah, that's... So this is one of the whatever, right? It is, yeah. It's one of the seven games yeah. that I need. Um, huh. It's just like, oh, yeah, that's, it's a little much... Uh, I did try to get my hands on a copy to play for this episode, but uh, JP wouldn't return my calls. <laughs> so I think, I don't know. I so the think NES we're... version of Bonk, that's what you need. Yes. Right? That's one of your seven. All right, so yeah. listeners, uh, if anyone wants seven. to buy that for Zach, go ahead and do that and send it to us. Please don't. There are much better uses of $600, let me tell you. Right. Right. No, do it. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I challenge somebody to buy it and then send it to Zach. If 600 listeners give $1. That's there right. you go. That's right. That's right. And number five, uh, did you guys know that there was an arcade version of Bonk? I did not. Huh. Yes, you could Bonk standing up. Uh, so <laughs> the arcade is appropriately titled. Oh, <laughs> so a, that was that was unscripted and raw. Uh, it's it's apparently there's called. No, there's no raw bonking on this podcast. All right. Safety first. <laughs> our, our hey, we've had our know. shots. Uh, we, what are you guys doing late at night on a Zoom call? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> rob, Talking about rob, bonking. Rob, yeah. Rob, bon- rob bonk. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> rob bonk. Hashtag rob bonk. That cannot be the <laughs> hashtag for this. Can I get through this, please? Can I get through this, please? Number five. I'm doing it. That's a hashtag. Did you know there was an arcade version of bonk? <laughs> so that's that right. Was, that's right. <laughs> So it was appropriately titled Bonk's Adventure Arcade Version. All right. And that was released. <laughs> admits, all right. Uh, so that was released in 1994, the same year that the, that Bonk port came out for the NES. Uh, now the arcade version is a completely different game than the <laughs> TurboGrafx original. Uh, it includes a two-player mode where you can play as, get this, female Bonk. There's a, yes. there's a girl Bonk. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're like fans uh, of girl bonk around here. Yeah, absolutely. She has no hair like bonk. You know, they're both bald, but Perfect. she has big, she has big like eyelashes. Beautiful. That's the that's the there that's the go. thing. Uh, so I so never saw. On, this. Let me let me get this. <laughs> no, uh, no, no hair, female <laughs> no, bonking. No, no, we're gonna keep going, Alex. All right. <laughs> so I never saw this game with the arcades. I'm sure you guys didn't either. It seems no. to be pretty rare. But I did track one machine down in the wild. Um, apparently, mm-hmm. the Galloping Ghost Arcade. Mm. In uh, Brookfield, Illinois, yeah. has one. Yeah, that's a famous uh, one. Yes, it is a, the biggest arcade in the country. It has 814 games. Wow. Uh, it plays is just insane. You got to see some of the videos. Um, yeah. And I was thinking, like, man, that, like, you know, we talked about the whole vaccine thing and all that. Yeah. That is a trip that we have to make. Okay. You know, get That'd out there. Cool. 814 games, whatever. Um, actually, I think it's 815. Bonk is, you know, one of the one of those. Right. Um, yeah, but how amazing would that be? Get on a plane, fly to Illinois. Stand shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people we don't know. Well, yeah, we, uh, we can't maybe, do that Maybe yet. in a while. <laughs> yeah, we want to get ahead of ourselves there. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Hey, hey. Well, that was five ridiculous <laughs> facts about Bonk's adventure. And then ridiculously interesting were. Uh, thank you, Zach. And by the way, thanks again to our buddy, the podcast archivist Guillermo, for his help with the research for this episode on Bonk. Yep. So appreciate that, dude. He was Googling bon- how to Bonk. What <laughs> how is to, Bonk? How do I Bonk? How to Bonk. Yeah, all that stuff. 
Sorry, sorry, man. <laughs> um, so let's talk about our memories of playing, uh, or even just seeing stuff about Bonk's Adventure back in the day, because I don't think we have a lot of memories playing this game, but man, this game was uh, kind of everywhere in the advertising space for a while there, right? Right, Zach? Yeah, totally. What do you remember about this game? Bonk's oh, the, the advertising in EGM, like the big two-page like spreads. In fact, I posted one on right, Twitter. Right. Um, but my uh, kind of the clearest memory I have was seeing, so this was like 1990, right? So seeing the commercial on TV, with it was like a um, a quick flash of all the Turbo Graphics games. You know, Bonk was in there. Um, they had Legendary Axe, which mm, that was mm. another game with a huge boss. And I remember looking at that, going like, "What system is this? Look at these graphics!" Right. So I was, you know, I was playing my NES at the time. But yeah, the Bonk was they pushed Bonk really, really hard back then. Yeah, sure. Alex, you remember seeing any of that back then? None. No, no. really? No, I um I only remember uh, Turbo Graphics sixteen being one of these uh. I don't remember the game. Don't remember anything about it. Um, I only remember the this being a, a console that, you know, I really wanted. You know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. TurboGrafx uh, sixteen was two was one ninety nine back in nineteen eighty nine. That's right. four twenty seven to, in today's money. Right. Um, so it's not like it was exactly cheap. I mean, for anyone out there right now who who was trying to figure out how to afford five hundred dollars for a PS five, that's basically what this was. Right. right. Um, but by that time, like you said, like. Nintendo was right in the middle of their of their thing, 1989, and yeah, Genesis uh, coming up. Yeah, and and Genesis was still around, so it's like, you know, is any parent going to really spend five hundred dollars in uh, 1989 money, right, to uh, give their kid this? Well, and, not and, many parents I knew did, right. And, and there's a running joke on social media, especially over on Twitter, that you know they just hand out. TurboGrafx-16 Sandy oh, Californian right. that yeah. that happens to wander by uh, or, you know, they, on the corner. But no, I mean, in all seriousness, I never knew anybody who had a TurboGrafx-16. This was not a system that you yeah. that you, you know, kind of even stumbled into at a friend's house for the most part back in in, in, in my day, at least. So it, it, for me, it went straight from Nintendo and and we joke Atari uh, 7800 uh, straight to Genesis. I mean, that was there was no stop at the Turbo Graphics 16 train uh, station. So, so yeah, uh, this is a, this one kind of missed me back in the day. But it's interesting to get into the Turbo Graphics library nowadays. Yeah. We did Splatterhouse last year. That was a fantastic game. Really good, really fun episode. If you haven't heard that one, uh, um, it was just <laughs> Zach and I flying that one with Alex calling in with a cold. Oh, it's sick. Yeah, <laughs> but, that, uh, that was good funny. Stuff. Yeah, Turbo Graphics too. Like for me. Like I wanted the console too because I saw these commercials and all that. But yeah, I, a part of having a game system was the social aspect of it. Right. You know, right. I mean, this is why we're here right now, right? We right. all kind of share this memory with not only ourselves, but our listeners. Everyone I knew had an NES, like, you know, and I had yeah. one or two friends that had like a, a master system. I had one neighbor, maybe had a 7,800, uh, right. Dustin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had, I did have one friend, my friend David had a TurboGrafx and he even had the CD as well. Okay. Um, but he was, yeah, kind of on an island. He was playing all these great games, telling his friends about it. But everyone's like, yeah, that sounds fun. But like, <laughs> fantastic. Enjoy that by yourself because <laughs> nobody's like, you know, going to play with you. So, right. yeah. Well, we have some uh, listener memories, uh, most of them on that similar uh, vein about uh, Bonk's Adventure. So thanks to everyone who shared a memory on our socials. Here's just a few of my favorites. Uh, at Loose Nate says, my cousin had a Turbo Graphics, and my brother and I would spend all family gatherings in the basement playing it. Putting in that credit card size game cartridge and turning on the Turbo Graphics seemed like science fiction to us. I loved the gameplay and turn, going into Berserker mode 
but going more than anything, I liked the obscurity and cult-like status it provided. It felt cool saying, yeah, Sonic is cool, but have you ever played Bonk? <laughs> so yeah, you kind of use it as like a social thing. Interesting. The cards were cool though. They still are yeah. cool. Like those, it's, yeah. Definitely, those definitely. Cards, you, yeah. They even, even on the mini, they kind of have, it does that as a, as a animation where it kind of inserts the, yeah. the, the game when you, uh, that when you click, start. that yeah. satisfying click. Yeah, absolutely. Our buddy Hyde 209 says, I remember Bonk from magazines back in the day, but since the Turbo 16 never got a release here, I didn't play the original before last year when I got my hands on the core graphics mini. Uh, it's a pretty cool game, but I prefer Bonk's Revenge, to be honest. All right. I think yep. uh, there we've talked about there. That's a, a lot of people's opinion. Yep. Hyde's from Sweden, too. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's where he's talking about. A there. whole different uh, market for them there. Yep. Uh, Jacob, uh, Jcast6502, uh, said, My brother and I got a TurboGrafx-16 together before we got other proper 16-bit systems. There you go. There you go. I ordered Bonk's Adventure from one of those used game ads in the magazines, and that yeah. waiting for it felt like forever. I've always enjoyed this game, but playing this time around, it's uh, showing its age. Wow. <laughs> Man, I remember that mail order stuff. I just oh, got totally. a, a new uh, issue, a new old issue of EGM, and like, yeah, the whole back like 10 or 12 pages is just all those mail order places. CD. The yeah. CD shady stuff, man. <laughs> Back of the magazine Back ordering of- <laughs> strange places. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Larry White, LJ28. Never had a TurboGrafx-16, so I always wanted to try this game out. I remember this was a featured game on Nick Arcade all the time, and I was jealous that the kids on the show got to play Bonk hmm. uh, as well as Air Zonk. Yeah, cool. All right. Cool Nick stuff. Nick Arcade. Nick yeah. Arcade. show on Nickelodeon about... Video games? Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it was like, it's one of those 90s, like over the top 90s shows. It's crazy. Right. Yeah. They probably slimed them in the middle of it for some reason. That was every <laughs> Nick the, show. Ruined the game. Awesome. <laughs> every Nick show is like, oh, here comes the slime. Um, <laughs> at Basic Gamer Bob, I knew a total of one person who owned a TurboGrafx-16 when I was a kid. My friend and I knew this kid and we hated that kid. Uh, the single time we played with him, uh, was when he was so proud of his turbo graphics that he had to show it off to us. Oh yeah. Uh, and then I wanted my own bonk so badly ever since. Well, he was right. See, it was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, pretty there you cool. go. The Kids one thing that was cool about that. 24 karat uh, BMX bike. <laughs> there you go. With grills. Yeah. Um, at Cardiac Drop, played it at a friend's house on a console we rented from a mom and pop video store in our neighborhood. Yeah. Games were 350 for 3 days and the console was $7 a week. We rented wow. 3 games and Bonk was one. Incredible fun. I miss the days when you could rent consoles and games. Totally. Yeah, I, I remember. Don't, I, I don't couple remember times. seeing any place I could have rented a TurboGrafx oh, yeah. 16. I the, wish I could have. Uh, yeah, I don't remember specifically TurboGrafx 16, but I remember you know hauling home a Jaguar from from Blockbuster what? one time, and yeah, mm-hmm. those were great. It was there was these, there was it was definitely more in the 90s than the 80s, but oh, okay. there was this whole period that. You know, and that was my parents would be like, "Yeah, I'm not going to buy you a $300 new system, but if you guys want to rent it for the weekend yeah. for ten bucks or something, oh, wow. let's do it." I always wanted yeah. a Jaguar. Yeah, I remember that commercial, right? They had the cat and it was in the bushes. Oh, yep. Jaguar is yeah. awesome, and we will definitely. There's a couple of games on there that I want us to get to, but I. It's just yeah. a question of how do we get them how and then actually play, the play them. <laughs> yeah. Real quick on Jaguar, I got this new EGM magazine that had a Jaguar ad in it, and they actually had they had the balls to have actual mario and sonic in their print ad like they wow. were trying to be super like aggressive and there it's something yeah. about like they're you know they're this big like animal chasing these guys and it's like man it's crazy 
Wow. Didn't uh, work. Last memory. Yeah, it did not work. But it was. <laughs> I still work. love that system, though. I've been wanting to pick one up, but it's so expensive on the Ebays and stuff right now. It's just not. It's ridiculous. Um, but our last memory for Bonk from Jesse G. I've always seen this game as one of those really impressive looking games at the time. It looked way better than any game I had on Nintendo. At the time, it blew my mind. Uh, well, until Sonic came along, he says. <laughs> exactly. All right, now let's talk about the playthrough the Retro Game Guys here did over the past couple of weeks. Uh, let's just kind of open the, the floor here for a discussion. I want to hear your thoughts about Bonk's Adventure. Alex, let's start with you. What do you think about this mm. game? Was it fun? Was it hard? Those kind of things. How much yeah, did you so this was my, uh, so I, I think I posted a picture of me unboxing, sort of half unboxing my TurboGrafx-16. Yeah, it yeah. was my first time ever playing the game. I wasn't with you guys on the Splier House, and I played Splier House, I think, on uh, my um, Xbox One. I downloaded that game. Oh, so right, I'd, right. I'd never touched a TurboGrafx controller. I've never never played anything before. So yeah. this was really exciting to me. And, and it, hmm. like as I was playing it, I was like, oh, I can't believe I'm, I got those feelings like a little kid, like I'm playing something I've wanted to play for a long time. So I thought on one level it was pretty cool, and I'm glad that they came out with this mini system. And um, I thought it was fun. The first uh, one to three levels of this game, I it was definitely a very positive experience. Um, I remember (laughs) after my first uh, couple hours of playing uh, levels one and two, I played them a couple times uh, through, even though I I beat them. because I just wanted to like get a feel for the game and understand what the character could do. I didn't look mm-hmm. at any manuals. I didn't look at any gameplay. I wanted to come into this sort of like Christmas morning. I don't know anything. I just wanted to experience it. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved it. I was I, I was wow. so prepared to come into this podcast and be like, "Oh my god, this is the greatest, you know, video game da da." da, da. <laughs> um and, and more then. so because and more so because um I just was having a good experience with the TurboGrafx Mini. I sure. was really enjoying the the whole process. And then I got to level four. Uh, <laughs> and then it stopped becoming fun. And uh, between levels, I don't know what happened between levels three and then four and five. But maybe that answer that you gave me earlier where they rushed this through in three months, man, it started to show. Like the wheels really fell off for me yeah. on this game in levels four and five. And I was like, like, did they have to cram all that in at the end? Like, what were they doing? Like, did something oh. fall apart? Like, it just felt like this was a fun game that just went, um, that that lost its sense of itself a little bit. And I just didn't know, like, if I was missing something or or maybe I wasn't. Because uh, yeah. it, it didn't, there are some moves that I didn't really understand how to do until late in the game. Yeah. Too late in the game, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, um. I sort of it left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Um, uh, I'll say this: I rage quit this game. Really? Yeah, you did. I did. Did you get uh, to? But, did you get to? Well, we'll talk about how far we got, I guess. But like, it was was it in like the later levels where you just like? Oh yeah, hit a wall. Yeah, and no, like, it was like, in level yeah. five. Okay, yeah, for the, sure. The endless level, level five. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what's going on with this game? Like, I thought it was over. If the game had ended where I thought the game was going to end. I would have been happy. Yeah. But it didn't, and it turned me off. So um, and, and up until that point, would you say, yeah. like, you, especially the first few levels when you were having yeah. fun, was it, was, it a, was it challenging, or were you just kind of breezing through it until you got to the slog? This was a button masher. So, okay. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. And 
I sort of liked that feeling at first, like within the first three levels, like, okay, yeah. I could just go crazy and I could hit these, these guys when I turn into like the green lantern or something like for some yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I could do these spin moves and everything. And then I start to understand like, Oh, you got to turn the turbo on, but between turning the turbo on and the turbo off, it started to uh, make it less fun. The lack of precision in the controls. Yeah. Uh, to oh, some yeah. degree. Yep. Yeah. Really started to annoy me after yes. a while there well, were real quick on the would... controls there might be time so this is one thing because when i played it on the like the original console because i played it on the actual turbo graphics the yeah. card and, and the the on a crt it felt pretty snappy to me and then okay. i played it on my mini like revenge on my mini actually i even played bonks adventure on my mini and the lag got me i don't i don't know if okay. it's input lag it or didn't... display lag or whatever but like, i don't think it, it feel i don't laggy though it didn't lag. feel... Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it was the lag. It was the fact that when I would jump on a square, I would nick the edge of the square and just fall right through the entire square. Yeah, it mm. didn't you feel like, laggy. Like, like, I, I didn't felt, feel that on mine. Yeah, it, it, were, for, I know, obviously were, I did the mini too, but I, I, yeah. I, I just it felt loose. It felt yeah, it didn't feel like it loose. was. Yeah, it just kind of everything felt mushy. Yeah, so the turbo messed me up. The turbos on both sides messed me up, and it's like, man. If only they had come up with the idea of having two paddle buttons on this uh, controller. <laughs> Dang, would that have been great if I would if I would uh, hold R1 and Bonk would be able to run? Gosh, yeah. that would have been great on this game. To be so able I to think, have a super jump? Wow. No, I, I think, think it's that fair to say I think it's fair to say Alex you would not play this again then. <laughs> well, look, I think it was challenging and yeah. uh, at the end um it got to the point where the lack of precision, the lack of me not understanding how to beat a certain enemy yeah um and i then at that point i did pull dustin and i went and i i watched a couple of playthroughs of how to beat the last <laughs> boss and i was like oh okay like if i die and i go back through with three guys and uh three full hearts i have to fight all the bosses again yeah which is a un a total cheat thing to do boss rush yep is yeah. bull and then i have to uh hopefully get through them without losing anything to to fight this final guy after going up the staircase to heaven again or whatever right and I, I looked at all the videos and it's like i'll never be able to do that yeah I, there's no clean way to beat the last boss the yes. main bad yes. boss i, I could beat that. the car i could beat the car fine and i could save the princess dolphin thing or whatever the hell it was but then it gets to the boss and it's like dude i just saw a video where it took a guy like four guys to get this yeah, you know, to be well, this let's guy. Go, let's, there's no way for, there was no hope for me, so yeah, I reached for it. <laughs> well, let's shift, let's shift from, from you know, the, Alex is not the, yeah. isn't the, the we've got kind of the platforming expert, if you will, here. I'm not the Mr. guru, Zach. though. Yeah, not, not mm -hmm. we've got the guru. So let's hear from you, Zach. I want to hear your thoughts about this game. What yeah. do you think from, from more and more experienced and kind of veteran platform? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this game is not perfect. This isn't a Mario or Sonic game, you know, there's not crazy, you know, depth of gameplay or you know, like Miyamoto design levels, right? Let's you just put that no, right that, out that's in, a total, in the front. Right? That's a total but, cheat thing to say. If you're coming no. out in 1989 and saying that this game isn't a Mario, then you've failed and your platform's no, going to fail. No, so I don't think so. I actually, some people will criticize the fact that it's it's kind of sparse and simple. I actually liked that about this game. And the reason okay. why is... To me, I liked the fact that, first of all, my kids, my you know, five-year-old can beat the first two levels. So I love right. the fact that it eases you in, right? Yes. Yeah. Like a you know, Mario game, whatever. But I love the fact that, and I love Bonk himself. I think he looks great. He's big sprites. I love the fact that I could bonk guys from below, do the dive bomb. 
you know, I just, it's such a creative use of the character mm-hmm. that I forgave the little weird things, the rip, the repetition, you know, it's kind of just a better than slightly better than average platformer. But right. to me, there's something about it that was just endearing. It might've might yeah. been the graphics might've been the sound might've been all the above, but, but yeah, I think it's okay. And, and so you and had even, a good time. Hey, yeah, first I had three time. levels. I was right there with you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but, but that but you're right about the levels though. That's one thing. I mean, I don't know if the guy that designed the Star Tropics levels also did this game because it's like literally <laughs> well, level, level five is half the game. Like it, you get to yeah. the one through four pretty quick, and the fifth level goes on forever. It's well, there's insane. two things that made me think of Star Tropics. Right? Is it, one is like level one versus level two even is that where it's like level yeah. one is, is you get to the first boss pretty quick in the level two i'm like wait a minute when's this boss yeah. coming and then the other thing is uh the the three two level there's like a bone bridge it's totally cheap oh it it's like you? the instant kill thing like yeah. in star Tro- tropics if you don't do if you don't if you try to go on the bridge you just die like yep. that's not cool man <laughs> but yeah. yeah anyway um yeah. so but as far as you know you, you sounds like it was a good time but did, was did this game actually present a challenge for you the only thing that so yes and no so okay. the the no part was like the first time i played it i got all the way to level five so it's just you kind of breeze through it's okay. easy to figure out what all that the thing free that gave you. me the, the thing that gave the challenge was was what what alex said level five goes on and those you're fighting three bosses all the bosses you fight fought before actually i think it's four right so all yeah. the bosses you fought in the previous levels plus a new boss before the in the final boss and in, in at least a few of those encounters i did not find a way to beat the bosses without taking cheap hits i just kept yeah. taking hits left and right yeah and then i noticed one thing about this the the game in general is bonk the game rewards you for taking your sweet time if you rush through it and you fly over areas and stuff you'll miss those two extra hearts yeah and that is key to this game and that's where it got challenging was I, the first time I got to the final bosses, I was, I only had three hearts and it was just like, I keep yeah. taking cheap hits. This is ridiculous. Yeah. And yes. It's nice that I could restart right where you die. That is nice. You don't go yes. back, you know, yes. but it's still ridiculous. You die like crazy on bosses. So, so it did present a challenge. It just, and it yeah. felt, that part felt a little cheap. I'll agree One, with that. One of my favorite things about this game uh, is that you, when you die, you start at the same place. I love yeah. that. <laughs> is that funny you, when you die too? Unless you, unless you, unless you run out of guys. <laughs> you know, but yeah. unless you run out of guys and you have to continue, then it's oh, like, for oh, sure, well. for sure. But, but I mean, you get unlimited least... continues too, though. That's cool, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. So, so uh, Zach, with all that, would you play this again? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's cool. It's it. It just feels like you know this early '90s, just kind of a cult game, like the like yeah. the listener memories yeah. are saying. It's just it's it's it is quintessential Turbo Graphics, and if you love platformers. Like you'll love this game. It's just it's a it's a cool game and it's funny and it's cute, you know. And you'll get a little challenge out of it. I think it's I think it's fine. I think it's great. If you love platformers, you'll love this game. Well, let's have let's talk. <laughs> let me talk about my experience then. Well, you don't. Like platformers. Yeah. I do not like that. That was platformers. level five for you. What was level five? I've never even heard of it. Um, yeah, but I will talk about. Let me tell that, you something. You don't want to go there. No, I will talk about. The, there's some there's some great things about this game, and I, we touched on a few of them, like dying in the same spot. Um, I really liked. I think to Zach's point, like early on, especially like the first level, it's really easy to learn the game and screw up. 
Um, there's plenty of food around. There's plenty of hearts. There's, there's, you can, you know, kind of get yourself back up to full health if you make mistakes. So really liked it kind of eases you in it. And those are those that really kind of helped. I also like that the jumps were variable. You can do a very, uh, real short jumps, high jumps. You really could kind of, uh, time that. But of course for me, jumping sucks. I am not great at that. So like when I got to, um, was it level, um, uh, two, no, 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 uh, two, three there's all these little balls rotating around the platforms mm-hmm. and you got to jump and try uh, that was one that screwed me up for uh, a oh, yeah, long yeah, yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and one of the things it's not really this game, but like uh, uh, 8-Bit Do, we've talked about their engine, their controllers uh, on this podcast multiple times and they've got, well, they have a TurboGrafx-16 wireless one, but I ended up, it was cheaper for some reason, the PC Engine version of it. And what a joy of a controller. Now, this game felt a little sloppy, and I actually went back and I started playing a little bit of I went back to Splatterhouse, and I was like, is it? The, and I think for some reason, and we talked about this earlier, for some reason, just um, bonks play pretty loose. Like uh, uh, um, Splatterhouse was fine on my controller and it felt great. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know what it is about bonks on the, the on the uh, TurboGrafx Mini, but the controller itself is a joy. It's a fantastic. It feels really good. And and what I think, and when I look at it, especially with the color scheme and everything, it's like if the original NES controller didn't suck. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> the you know because everybody's like, oh, the jawbone, the jawbone's so much better than the original controller, and people have a lot of nostalgia for the original NES. Oh, controller, you mean the dogbone controller? The... Yeah, sorry, I said jawbone, dogbone. People have a lot of nostalgia for the original, but the jo- the dog bone is so much better. That original controller, is, it, you play f- play on it for like half an hour, and it's like, okay, everything's cutting into my hands. This is great. Yeah. Um, but this that PC Engine eight bit do controller is just it's lovely to play on it. Much so better I, than the NES for sure. Yeah. Uh, for sure. See, I have I'm, square palms over for playing over the years, so <laughs> right, it's it perfect. Right. <laughs> Let's talk about a few things I didn't like about this game. So uh, level when five. you when you turn, especially in the water, you start moving in that direction a little. The yeah. exact opposite of what I loved about Star Trek. Star Trek like, yeah. I kept running into people because I was trying to like maneuver yep. through things, and I hit left a little bit. And my guy would move that way. I was like, "Dang it!" Did you guys um, discover in the water levels, by the way, like the, you know those big alligator-looking things? Yeah. If you can hit them from below, you can actually juggle them and get yeah, tons a, of points on those guys. Yeah, you can juggle <laughs> um, guys not in the water levels too. There's, yeah, you can juggle some of those. That's so a cool feature. Yeah. Um, one of the weird things I noticed is that when you get hit, you flash, but that I, the sound doesn't change enough for me to notice that. And sometimes in old games, your character would just flash from like too many things happening on the screen and you'd kind of lose him for a second. So I wasn't, oh, it was, I would have, I was struggled to know when I got hit and was losing life. So I was like, I would end up getting into these weird like cycles where I was getting hit and not knowing it and dying. Hmm. I was like, what just happened? Um, and there's all these little things that I didn't notice until I went through a walkthrough. Like level two, the trees walk if you bonk yeah. them. Yep. So you can yep. ride them along. I would never have known that if I didn't do a walk walkthrough. Hmm. Um, one of my other favorite things, uh, level two, four. Um, did I just kill a pterodactyl mom and its little babies? Yeah. Wait, wait, that's not yeah, cool. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like, I felt yeah. so bad. I was like, what, what just happened here? Um, and this is the level I wanted to talk to Alex about, two, five. Hmm. What I called the wizards and warriors level. Yeah. You're like swinging through the trees. There's a million enemies hopping and flying all over the place. Um, I hated that level so much. <laughs> Dude, you just got to do the uh, the floaty uh, turbo spinny no. thing, and you skip I, the whole I, level. Most I did of that. My... It, let me. My, partly, I, I want to say, partly my fault is that throughout a lot of the game, when I could skip over enemies yeah, just by yeah. floating, yeah, I totally. did. Oh, I yeah, did. sure. For sure. And, and you'll I pay think, a little for that though. Like that'll help yeah. you. Well, maybe that hurt term, me. But that did hurt it. That that will hurt you long term because in one of those yeah. levels, 
one of the levels of the trees is one of the levels that has the extra heart container right. that you need. And that I got, well, I, I found, I think two uh, secret levels, but only the ones that I could see where so just, a, a brick looked at a place and stuff. And I yeah. bonked it. And I yeah. went in. Yeah. So just a couple more things before we move on from yeah. my, my stuff, which uh, um, I, I really liked the unique, grabbing the cliff with your teeth thing i thought that was a really <laughs> kind of cool it, it's yeah, something you don't funny. see yeah. in other games yep. right it's like yeah. oh how do i make this jump oh i jump and then i grab it with He's my mouth the and turbo climb for that i thought that was cool yeah no i thought Heck it yeah, was i, I really like that i really like that um and uh the the bonus levels let me talk about them They're oh yeah lame they kind of suck lame yeah. um especially early in a level like if you're going for points sure but like otherwise, they're they're just not fun. They're well, points like, will give you extra lives though. That is key. Yeah, that's, so that's it, the one though. thing. But it but it is a but they're a time not waster. fun in and of themselves. They're no. not like bonus levels in a lot of other platformers where it's like, oh, this is neat. It's like stand in one spot and jump and hit a <laughs> volcanic rock for like forty five seconds. Like, were you guys able to hit is... both rocks? By the way, there is a trick to doing it. No, and, yeah, but can, yeah. I'm like, what am I doing here? I yeah. didn't go that one. Jump off a one... cliff and spin. Yeah, right. I just went to one yeah, where you just, just had to get to the like, top of the cliff in a certain amount of time. So, extra turbo. so yeah. I didn't have a good time with this game. I, it's not. It's a platformer. It's not my type of game. I'm never going to play it again. I'm glad we got through it. Um, uh, but <laughs> listen, it's levels just not my one type through of game. three, it's a beautiful game. So, levels so four through five, I don't yeah. know. Maybe that. Maybe that's when they only had like the last six weeks and yeah. they had rushed the game. Well, yep. Let me let me be clear. I do think this is a good game. It's just not for me. This is not mm -hmm. the type of game I like playing. Typically, yep. I don't have any nostalgia for it, like a Sonic, where it's a you know Sonic is a yeah. game that I like, but it's mostly because I have nostalgia yep. for it. Um, it's just it's not for me. If you like platformers and you and you want to try something different, different kind of uh, as we talked about, like it's a different system, it's a different thing. Um, I think a lot of platform kind of gamers will like it. It's just not yep. for me. So, there is one other thing that I want to say about this game. We talked about comparisons to Star Tropics. Remember Star Tropics, like it'll kind of play tricks on you. This game yeah. does that too with the boss rush. The first time yeah. you get to the bosses, like when in the last level, they're grayed out and you walk right past them. And then you end up later getting dropped back in to fight him. So it kind of like goes, oh yeah, you're, gonna have to have to, you're not gonna have to fight these guys all again. And then you end up having to do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I hate boss rush type That's stuff. Cheap. I mean, I just, I beat, I've beaten all, I mean, Mega Man one through nine, I've beaten on multiple systems, right? And that's, you know, all those games are boss rushes at the end, but I never enjoy it. It's, it's just so stressful to refight bosses. If I didn't have to fight those other five boss, four bosses again, I probably would be able to finish the game and it would have been a good Well, there is, I didn't, I didn't find this myself, but one of our listeners pointed out there actually is a, like a heart refill in those um, boss rooms. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. I, and that was too late by the time I got through it. But I was like, dang it. That would have been so that helpful. That would have uh, cinched it for me then. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap up here with the big question. How did we all do? Score competition rules for Bonks and Measure were this. Play as far as you can using continues. Um, it's start with Alex because I think it sounded like you got to level five, right? Yeah, I got to level five. I got to the last boss. Um, oh, and then I, painful. And then I, and then I died. Uh, so I, I took a picture uh, of what I thought was the was the last boss after I beat the car um, and uh, saved the princess girl. Um, who's not a girl? So, who's not a girl? It's like a porpoise or something. Uh, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, a, a dragon, it's not a, a dragon. Girl, with it's a porpoise. A, with a, she has a horn. Could that so. be our subtitle? I think that might be yeah. our subtitle. Um, 
And so I don't know uh, how to read this uh, score here. Um, it looks like a oh, six and then a nine. <laughs> Five yeah, eighty. The, I put it on my Twitter account, so you can uh, check it out. Yeah, I don't All know. Right. But uh, it doesn't really matter ups. because it yeah. doesn't really matter because you got really you matter. no because for at least for this because yeah. you got uh, to last bus and didn't win. Yeah. Zach, you yep. probably beat the game. I beat the game second time right. trying. Good. Beat the game. Um, yeah. So uh, I did. It was frustrating to me because the first time I didn't beat it, I failed right where you did, Alex. I got to the final boss. I only had like two lives. I had the three hearts. And I could not find a way of getting the boss clean. Unless you, like, you can't, you can't, and, and unless you know what you're doing, the game will take life off of you. Yes, and I yeah. hate that right. this boss. Like the boss looks amazing. Again, these bosses are yeah. sights to behold, but the actual like strategy of fighting the boss is really lame. Sloppy. It's like take damage yeah. and hit him, and and hopefully just by sheer brute yeah. force you can beat him. And that's not oh, a that's sure. not a fun time. And you know what? That's my main gripe with this game. Yeah, wow. I, I, I mean, let's go to my, let's go to mine. I, I struggled on all the bosses that I got to, like even the first one, man. I was like, what? How do? How am I supposed to get to the spot on his head that isn't the horns? And yeah, I just took like all jump. sorts of damage. I know I had to. And when you hit him, you could spin and then right? hit him again and spin and hit. Yeah, him again. And I, I was thing. especially in my early playthroughs. I was really struggling with that kind of like coordination between how to the spin and hit. And the yeah. juggling, I hadn't got that down. So there, it took, it took me a bit, me a whole but I game did. to figure that out. I still don't think I figured yeah. it out. Yeah. So, um, and it's just, I, I know you guys said like, oh, you know, the first three levels, are, man, the third level, like I, I, it was, it was hard for me sometimes to even just get through that like two, three level with the cave yeah. with all the little balls like I was talking about. Yeah. And then, oh good, here comes a freaking ice level on three, three. Like it was oh, just, bro. you know, yeah. like I, it ice was level it, suck. Yeah. So yeah, I did. I had one run through where all the stars aligned. This has happened to me in, in a few of our platformer games where I just struggle, struggle mightily. I've one playthrough where I kind of like stuff happens and I'm not getting all the cheap hits. Um, and I was able to get to the third level boss. Um, but I, I didn't have that many lives, and that a hole spawns like three or four times. He's tough. He's tough. <laughs> oh I, yeah. I never could, like, I could just never. I couldn't beat him. I got his brain exposed or whatever you, you when you see it, but that's about it. Mm -hmm. And I never got back there. So yeah, that was the third first level boss who 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 cost me uh, two lives. When I Is that the yeah, one that goes on the ceiling and then comes down and like splits into two? Yeah, he's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -oh. splits into two yeah, and then and then yeah, it it I just it's just again these these aren't my kind of games and I just kind of struggled well, with that. You should and, <laughs> be happy you didn't get to the next boss because he does some crazy stuff that's hard to avoid and he's on ice yeah. too. So oh, you're trying God. to avoid him on ice. Well, right. you thankfully you didn't get to, to was Dustin. it level four or five where you gotta jump on those bricks that split apart and you fall through them. Oh God! And you have to go up. You have yeah. to go up a hole. Yep. thing and so I, I was gonna see if you got to that level because no, you would have put your fist through the tv <laughs> so i watched <laughs> I, I, I did, after i yeah. after i kind of was like all right i guess i'm not getting past the third level boss i watched like some some of level four and then yeah. i just was like no i don't need to watch the rest of this because i would have never gotten any yeah. further than that. So this there's game a big there's a big pucker factor on some yeah. of those <laughs> this game got me stressed because Alex did so well in Star Tropics that I was like, I gotta, I gotta bring my A game. Oh yeah, and now so you're I, afraid. Yeah, I was afraid. I did. I actually beat it without <laughs> continuing. So I went through the whole game without continuing, um, and I had like over 151,000 points. Nice. Um, but what sucks is when you beat the game, they never show you your score again. Nope. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh great, Alex is gonna call me. I'd be like, oh sure, you got 150,000 points. I don't see a picture. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. But luckily, it wasn't that close this time. All right, yeah, you were uh, beating for sure. 
Let's see if any of our listeners uh, beat the retro game guys here on Bonk's Adventure. Thanks to our listeners who joined us in the head-to-head competition here. Uh, <laughs> so we had a few people share their progress by using the hashtag beat retro game guys, but not a lot this time. And I think it says something about how hard this game is to to come across these days. It's not one of those games that's just on every system or, you know, yeah, now you have download to download on mini. the Switch. Now you have to have the Mini or a Wii U, which you, is... There was seven of those sold, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we did have three that beat the game. That'd be JCast6502, Archivist Guillermo, and Basic Gamer Bob. Um, guys. And then doing an Alex rage quit way earlier in the game than Alex, though. Larry got to 2-1 and just gave up. <laughs> Come on, uh, man. Fair enough. That's <laughs> warming up. Yeah. All right. Larry has, has met his uh, Wizards and Warriors. <laughs> Come on, level. man. Even I got to the end of level three. Like, that's pretty just, that's pretty sad, Larry. Come on. Wow. Go. Dustin's calling you out. Yeah, that's right. That's right. If Dustin's calling you out on a platform where you got problems. Wow. <laughs> All right, guys, that wraps up the score. Congrats, Jcast, Guillermo, Bob. You beat me and Alex and tied Zach. Oh, yeah. on the Good job, guys. Here. Good job, guys. Thanks for playing. All right. Now it's time for our monthly gift card giveaway. This month's winner is Jesse G. Uh, Jesse G follows us on Facebook. He works out here uh, in Campbell, California at a computer repair shop, and he is a fan of the show. He sent us pics of his amazing computer setup at work along with his desk, which is covered in retro gaming memorabilia. Good man. Congrats, Jesse. You've got yourself a $25 gift card for your favorite console. And now it's time to share what's coming up in our next episodes. Oh, Dustin's about to get happy here. Uh, in a sec here. <laughs> Although the, 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 the quick play is good. All right. So two weeks from now for our quick play episode, we're going to be playing the Atari 2600 Action Adventure Secret Quest. This is a really interesting one. It's a super late entry in the 2600s library. Yep. Um, and it's competing against a certain uh, a well-known franchise in Nintendo. And we'll talk more about that in a few weeks. Yep. And then next month is the one I've been waiting for since maybe the beginning of the podcast. We're yeah. finally doing Road Rash. Yes. Yes. I'm so happy. Uh, we'll mostly be playing the PlayStation version, but the OG Genesis version and others will be part of the conversation as well. I mean, I'm psyched. You guys make me slog through pla- platformer after platformer. Here's <laughs> Sorry, one of my man. all-time favorites finally making the show. Yes. It is such so a good happy. game, and so I love it too. And uh, the music, like we're going to talk a lot about the oh, music. Oh, yeah. Because like, if you love like 90s, like alternative rock, like Soundgarden and stuff, yeah. I mean, it's, it is really? just a wonderful game. Oh, yeah, it's, it's so fantastic cool. soundtrack. Really yep. cool. Uh, the video um, interludes and, oh, there's so much to talk about this game. And I've I think got you, some... I think you requested this in the peak behind the current. You requested this season one. Oh, yeah, I did. I mean, I did. Yeah. And, and we it, hadn't got to PlayStation yet by that we time. We hadn't got to PlayStation. Yeah. And, and it does have a Genesis version, which is, good and we'll talk about it but the playstation is the like the yep. like cr- the big one the great right. one and i'm yeah. so i'm so there happy. is a version on 3do also so yeah. if um like I, I don't know how many people have a 3do but it's pretty much like the the playstation version well if i remember correctly and i'll be doing a little bit more research to verify this it was the 3do version that came out first and the playstation is actually a port of the 3do version. oh i will oh. verify that in my research i gotta buy a 3do now i guess there you go all right, well, as always, we'd love for you all to play along. So for Road Rash, we're going to do uh, our, our beat retro game, guys, with the playing the go- game with the default settings. 
We'll score by number of levels and tracks passed. Uh, plus, we'll want to know what the best bike was that you were able to get. Uh, so if you do play along, post your progress with hashtag BeatRetroGameGuys. We'll share your playthroughs in our next episode. Yeah, so you got to actually play this racing game. You can't just sit on the, the, the racetrack and let... You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, motorcycles like, pass go, by. Going you. back to our Super Monaco. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, that's right. No, this is, will be one of the first racing games that we've done that isn't terrible, like Super Monaco and F Zero. Right. I'm so looking forward to this. Well, that's all the time, though, that we have for our Bonks Adventure episode. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and it makes you want to chew your way up the side of a cliff <laughs> for the retro game guys. Zach and Alex, I'm Dustin saying, say well and game on. Until next time, friends. on the Retro Game Guys podcast represent the views of the speaker alone and are not the views of our employers.